0: This episode is brought to you by Storyblocks, a video production company reimagining stock media. Hey, first of all, hi to all of our new listeners. This week, I was featured in Apple's New and Noteworthy, and so we have a lot of new listeners joining us. Welcome to the Creator Hub. Our goal is to grow together as creators. Our episode today is no exception. I'm interviewing my friend Jada West. Jada is an awesome mom, an engaging creator, and a brand strategist. She essentially helps creators find a strategy so that they can see results from their content online. I know you'll enjoy this conversation, so let's dive in. I'm so excited to introduce my guest today. I'm here with one of my friends, one of my TikTok friends, and I can't believe we're meeting in person. Please help me welcome Jada West. How are you?
1: I am doing well. I'm so excited to be here. I'm a little nervous. I was telling you earlier, this is my first time doing a podcast interview in person. Yeah. So it feels different for some reason, yeah. but I'm really excited to talk about this topic. Wait,
0: timeout. I was just I was I was going to say, you know what? I'm nervous too, but I just remembered this week I saw a video of you on TikTok and you were on a TV <laughs> set, big camera <laughs> stuff happening. What was happening? How did that? What What was that?
1: That was um that that was totally unexpected. So two days before the interview, I, a client of mine, an old client, because I do styling too, so she reached out to me and she was like, "Hey, you want to be on my TV show?" And I was like. <laughs> Okay, right. so she, you know, asked me to go in there and talk about wardrobe styling, and so two days wow. later, I drive up to Maryland, and I get there, and I'm like, oh, wait, no, this is like a real TV yeah. show, like, it's a camera crew, <laughs> and they like, they're doing this countdown and stuff, I'm wow. like, oh my God, it's like, I'm on TV for real, she had a yeah. whole segment going, and so I was on there talking about starting up um, a business, being a wardrobe stylist, mm-hmm. and what that looked like, and so it was a eight-minute video, I mean, eight-minute interview, but I felt like... I could have kept talking for like an hour because it was just so exciting. So that's what it was, literally, just like out of nowhere. You want to be on a TV show? Okay. So that's how it happened. I'd imagine
0: that that was like very nerve-wracking and scary. But did you feel like once you were actually like talking that you like calmed down? Or like was it just like, I just can't wait for this to be over?
1: No, I wanted it to keep going. It felt like something happened where I I felt like almost like I was performing, but I wasn't. Like I was being myself. It just felt really natural. And I felt like energized by it, mm. which was how I knew like, this is something I need to keep doing yeah. because I just felt so good once we got started and I got past like the initial nerves and cameras That's and stuff.
0: Awesome. It's such a beautiful thing when you find your zone, your creative zone, and you do things that empower you, make you feel excited, they give you energy. That's awesome. And, and before we start, I want to talk about how I felt like, how I feel like we met I remember starting on TikTok maybe like a year ago. And when I was first starting, it felt like I had like 50 followers for a very, very long time. (laughs) And those 50 followers became like my real friends because they were like always liking my videos. They were like supporting me. Mm -hmm. And I, I would just tell my wife every time like, oh, my gosh. Three people commented on my videos today. Yes. And it was just, It was like the best feeling ever having these people. And it kind of felt like we're just all trying to do this like TikTok thing together. And I remember just you being very supportive, you being very encouraging. And even as I look at like how you engage with like your audience today, it's just that like you're very like you pour out a lot into the community. And so the fact that we're like here sitting together is just very exciting and it kind of feels circle a little
1: bit yeah it does i remember when i saw your video um i was just so impressed i don't know what it was about the way that you presented it and i think the video that you had you were actually talking about um a linkedin opportunity Mm -hmm. where they were doing like a podcast like fellowship scholarship type situation and i was like look at him like i saw that but my mind never thought to say you know what let me tell somebody that this was going on and you you never presented yourself as somebody who saw other people as competition mm-hmm. and I always respected that. Like you were like, I'm going for this, but I want you to go for it too. Yeah. And I was always just like the type of attitude that you had. And so I was like, man, I don't know about a podcast yet, even though I think part of it's cause I know I'm supposed to have a podcast. <laughs> and so like I was a little convicted by that. But I was like, I just love that type of energy um and having somebody who's in that same space. And so I was like, I'm gonna go, I'm jumping in, like, yeah. you know, Feet first, and I'm gonna comment and support you because I just knew I wanted to be connected somehow because I was just really good yeah. energy to be able to find on TikTok randomly. So wow,
0: I really appreciate you saying that, and I feel like one of my other fondest memories of you is I feel like a few months ago, maybe like six months ago, I hit this point in TikTok where. I felt like I was kind of plateauing and it was making me very, very sad. (laughs) And so I remember thinking like, gosh, I don't know how to like fix this. Like, what should I like do to fix this? And so I reached out to like the two content creators that I felt like they got to figure it out. Like they will know like what to do. One of them was this like finance creator. His name is like Austin Hankowitz and you were like the second person. And I remember like we spoke and you gave me some advice. And part of that is because I think you're a brand strategist. And so I think your perspective on just like How you create content from a strategy standpoint and how you think about it is very different. And that's what I want to talk about today. So like, how do you, to someone that doesn't know what that is, how do you describe what like a brand strategist is?
1: So uh, I like to make it as simple as possible. and. The brand is the heart of what you do. It's yeah. who you are at your core. It's your values. It's what you believe in. And so whenever I help someone to strategize their their brand and figure out what it is, I go in and I ask them, like, who are you? Why mm-hmm. do you do this? What do you want to achieve with your platform, with your life? Because you can have a brand and not be a business owner. Yeah. And it, it's just really just like the the reason why you do what you do, how you show up what makes you who you are. And I, my goal is to help people to bring that out because in this day and age especially, the authenticity is just not something that you can fake anymore. Yeah. And so the more you know yourself, the more authentic you can present. And so that's what I help people do yeah. in any aspect, but really I focus on how you show up on social media and then how you present yourself physically with fashion.
0: Wow, that's amazing. When I think about the kind of creator I wanna be, I want to be someone that embodies all of those things. I want to feel like I show up authentically. I want to feel like I create content that really boasts who I am as an individual. But I also know that that can be really, really hard. What are some of the challenges that you see creators face when they are pursuing some of those things, when they are trying to be more intentional about like who they are as a, a creator?
1: Mm, the thing that I see the most— and it is really, it's really challenging to work in this way, but people are segmented. That's the best way that I can describe it. And so they present um, certain aspects of themselves and they present the things that I believe that they feel people will receive the best or what they feel like is almost like putting like their best foot forward, or they say like, "Well, this is what people want me to do. This is what I'm good at, so I'm going to present this to people, and then not not really mention the other aspects of my life that present who I am fully." Yeah. So, for instance, I spent a lot of time um, as a creator not ever mentioning my son, mm. like, and it was never an intentional thing. I just felt like I create fashion content. Who cares? About my son, like that's how I felt, and yeah. so it it turned into one of those things where people would start to tell me I didn't even know you had a son, and I'm like, okay, now wait a minute, hold up, now I'm like that's a little weird because <laughs> I, I I'm a mom, and so I realized that there I don't have to only present what I believe people are interested in because people are interested in me as yeah. a person, and so one of the things that's really interesting about that is that uh, I had a my first style client. Yeah. ever my ever the first person that ever was like brave enough to pay me to style them <laughs> she um, decided that she wanted to work with me because she saw me posting videos about homeschooling my son. Wow! And so she was like, well, I just felt like because you are a mom, you get it, you know my struggles, I felt like I could really work with you. And mm. had I not thought to post that content about my son, and that wasn't my intention at the time, it's just where I was in my life. Yeah. And so had I not done that, she probably would've never worked with me. And then I probably would've been going for God knows how long, not having a client, feeling like I'm struggling, and yeah. I'm not good at what I'm doing, and going through a crisis because I actually chose to show more of myself than what I felt like people cared about, and so that's what I see happen a lot: is that it's it, people feel like they have to segment themselves, yeah. and it's not necessary to build a brand. So
0: that's so crazy that you say that. I, I feel like as creators and just as people, I think we're constantly trying to control like how things work out and how they how how uh, how we get our first client and how they perceive us, and sometimes it's just like. God, working it out, right? And and just making it happen for us. Um, One of the things that stands out to me when I think about like the content you create, one of the things that's most memorable is this term, which is like anti-niching. How would you describe what that is?
1: niche. Ooh, the n word. Okay. So, <laughs> niches are the I th- niches are little pocket, like little boxes, like pockets that you feel like this is the only place that I can be known for. So, mm. a niche um if you describe it it's like a segment of a market. It is a place where uh, everyone has a common um interest. And so the thing with niches is that people tend to put themselves into a space where they feel like I can only speak on this particular industry yeah. or uh, and, and they can get even more specific. Like I can only speak to black women who are between the ages of 18 and 25. They are, uh, they all are college students or college graduates. Like it can get really specific and yeah. really, um, niche down yeah. using the, the word to define it, but it can just get really, really specific. And so, what it does is it limits your uh, it limits your reach, and it, mm-hmm. it boxes you off from the people who may benefit from you that you wouldn't ideally think about because that's not how you perceive yourself or the people that you feel like you should be, you yeah. know, connecting with. So. That's how I would describe it to anybody.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. And I like the idea of not boxing myself in, right? And not feeling constrained, especially like we're creators. Like we do things that are creative. And this idea that there could be like any restrictions on us, it is like, it doesn't sit well with me. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like I get to like hide behind my niche because Jade, if I'm keeping it 100 Okay, I feel like I'm a little boring outside of my podcast stuff. And I feel like I get to like talk about this thing that's like very narrow. And it's like I only have to talk about this. I don't have to worry about like learning what else to say. I don't have to worry about how it might be perceived. I could just focus on learning like podcast stuff and sharing it with people. And while I feel like I could benefit tremendously from not having that nation, being a little more broad or, or maybe showing other aspects of my life. That really like scares me. Mm-hmm. I mean, does that make sense?
1: It does make sense. It makes a lot of sense. I actually, <laughs> when I first started, I when I t- I was not anti niche came along the way because mm. I started out my content creator journey doing tutorials, you doing YouTube tutorials, and they were fashion tutorials. So yeah. I was upcycling clothes, and so they were very straight to the point, like direct. This a point A, point B, you know all the way down to finish your product, the garment that you're trying to make. And so I'm I'm being that specific because in the videos, I only felt like the things that I could talk about were the steps to create this garment. You never knew the inspiration behind it. You never knew why I started doing this in the first place. You didn't really know much about me. And it was because I felt like if I'm not talking about fashion, nobody cares. Mm. Nobody wants to hear me talk. I felt like if I even took three minutes to introduce this video, the people are gonna be like, "Mm mm-mm, boring, skip Mm -hmm. past this, I don't care. And so I definitely can relate to that because I was like, nobody wants to hear me talk. Like, why? They don't care. They came here to learn how to make this dress. They don't care about Jada's life or what she's going through. And so I can really like, believe it or not, I know it may be looking at me now like, well, why would you think that ever? But I really was like, no, no one cares. They just want this. And so I'm gonna give it to them and I'm gonna be about my business, so.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. We'll be right back. I've been creating content now for a little over a year. During that time, I've learned a lot about the types of videos that perform well. One thing is for certain. You need to make your videos as engaging as possible, and I have a very easy and cost-efficient way to make that happen. I'd like to introduce you to my latest sponsor, Storyblocks. Storyblocks is a video production platform that reimagines stock media to support a rapid video creation with a truly unlimited model and easy to use tools that help you exceed your business goals by using video. There are really three big reasons why I think you should check out Storyblocks. With the exception of my video editor, Shane, none of us listening are professional video editors. Storyblocks provides thousands of professional pre made motion graphics. There's also a large pool of stock videography to use. I mean, they literally have over 1 million videos for you to choose from. Now, my lawyer said I couldn't say their name, but I recently worked with and I got charged a million different fees, which is why I love that Storyblocks has transparent pricing. Because I need to use every dollar I have to grow my creator business. I think Storyblocks could help you level up as a creator, which is the reason I decided to partner with them make sure you go to storyblocks.com slash creatorhub. That's S-T-O-R-Y-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash C-R-E-A-T-O-R-H-U-B. You can also find the link in the show notes. Yo, welcome back. Let's get back into it. I've definitely seen a lot of the people that you've worked with and the impact you've made to their content. Um, And it's kind of sounds like what you're saying is like, the, we don't need to hug onto our niches, like our life depend on it. Like it's okay to just show our full selves encompassing of like who we are as like individuals. Um, And so I really wanted to ask you like, what are some of the ways that you feel like What are some of the strategies you use to help people differentiate themselves from maybe other creators that they feel like are similar or talk about the same thing or are kind of in the same industry, niche or field? What are some of the strategies or things you use to help them sort of like differentiate themselves?
1: Okay, that's a really good question. So this is going to kind of give you a peek into the process of what I do when I work with people one on one. Is that I really ask them questions about their, their life, like outside of what they do. And sometimes I think it can be a little off-putting because they're like, why are you asking me about like my childhood? Or why yeah. are you asking me about my children or my marriage or things like that? But it's because I, I want to know who you are as an individual. So some of the things that I will ask them, are like what are your What are your values? Yeah. What are the things that you're interested in? Uh, I'll even get into like, what are some of your insecurities? Mm-hmm. What are the things that you feel like if I put this out there, people would respond to me negatively. What are some of the things that you experience? Uh, what are some things that like, what is your What is your why, yeah. basically? What's the vision that you have for your business and where you wanna go? And so kind of taking it outside of the, the, the niche and just asking about the person mm. and checking in on who they are, those are the things that are going to make you stand out even if we're talking about the exact same thing. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, there's lots of people doing lots of the same things, but you're drawn to who you're drawn to for a reason. And so it's never, um, a reason to be intimidated by that because once you know who you are and how you're supposed to show up, you're going to attract the people you're supposed to, even Mm -hmm. if you have, you know, competition. So, yeah, yeah.
0: I love that approach. And, um, I, I think too, part of like why it can be a little difficult, like stepping back from a niche is because I think you, you honestly, like you have more skin in the game. And I think sometimes it's like if I create content about podcasting and somebody posts, let's just say like a hateful comment or says like, you know, let's just say they're trolling me. Right. They, they say that is not correct because I feel like the stuff I'm talking about is like, it's a fact, like you can't argue with it. It's just, it is what it is. But when I'm talking about, about things that are like personal, um, sometimes it can feel like when people do post those mean things, that it's like a personal attack, right? Like there's Mm -hmm. a difference between someone like saying that podcast that is fake and then someone dropping like a negative comment about your son. Right. And so how do you deal with sort of like not just trolls and some of the negative comments that come, but, um, Because we're being more of ourselves and highlighting more of the things actually happening in our lives, some of those things can feel a bit personal.
1: Mm, Man, so there is no quick way to get to that point. It is actually really like a process. And sometimes you won't know what triggers you until it happens, unfortunately. But one of the things that has helped me a lot is that I have a mentor. Uh, I don't know. I try to mention her as much as possible because she literally has changed my life and my business. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Latar Venice, And so she is the person that I go to a lot of times whenever I want to get like some feedback or if I'm thinking about posting something and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm about to post this. I don't know how it's going to go or how it's going to be received. And the reason uh, that that's so important is because she's been the person who's been with me for the past three years and so she knows me very intimately and she's helped me to heal in a lot of those areas that would normally be a trigger for me mm. and so i i know now that i can i can Really like go back and think, okay, this person responded this way. Why did this trigger me? Mm -hmm. And the trigger will normally be because it's probably something I'm saying to myself. Okay, well, if this is something that I'm saying to myself, is this the truth? If it's not the truth, what do I need to do mentally and emotionally to work through those thoughts that I have so that I can start to change my thinking about myself? And so now I can see a comment that would normally trigger me certain ones. There's still some where you might catch the wrong Jada. So, you know, but <laughs> 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 there's <are> certain <laughs> ones. Yeah. Like <laughs> not all of them yet. I ain't there, but there are some where I can, I can recognize this person is just projecting onto mm-hmm. me. I can't take what they're saying personally. They do not know me personally. Mm-hmm. And I can't take this to heart because it is not the truth about who I am. And so with that, with the creation, with with anything in life, really, there is that aspect of, you know, going through a healing process and yeah. recognizing what those things are in you, so that you are already prepared with the truth. You yeah. know who you are. You know you know what you're about, and nobody, no stranger, can say anything to you that is going to cause you to go back on that. Yeah. You know, oh, well, it might be a little bit, and I ain't gonna lie to you, but you know, <laughs> you know how to work right. through it. So that's the best way that I can put it because it's not a. There's no quick fix, yeah, but it is possible to, you know, work through that because it's going to happen.
0: One thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. I saw your uh, video about Keith Lee and and I look at some of like the larger creators that have become like successful or super big and. Honestly, just like across the board for the most part, like a lot of the creators I follow, they do such a great job like always being composed like or just being like people of integrity or being, you know, just people that make us proud. And I think a lot of that has to deal with being really intuitive about who you are, some of those triggers, how you should, that that takes a lot of practice. That's not like accidental. Mm -mm. And so I I love your answer because of that. Um, I, I feel like a lot of the people that follow me if you are a follow of me, you probably know that I'm the guy that's like, yo, you want to start a podcast? Don't think about it. Don't plan. No brand. Don't just start today. Like go home, record. Yes. And so a lot of the people I think that have followed me have gotten to this point where it's like, okay, like... Lloyd said, pull out my phone, record, and now I have three podcast episodes. Fantastic. But now they're at a point where they're thinking about like, okay, like I've started and I didn't let the fear of starting like hold me back. But now I really do need to like think of like a plan and be strategic. And so for people that are starting, like where do you recommend they start just in terms of like trying to put some sort of plan together for like their brand?
1: Well, I, you have to start with knowing you got to know why you do what you do like your why, I call it your why, which is what are your values? What do you stand for? Those things that I mentioned a little bit earlier are like the very first thing that you want to start to consider. And then I like to challenge people to dream about like where you want to take this. What do you want to do with this? And it may not necessarily make sense. Like say, you never know like what your podcast is going to lead to five years from now. Mm. It could be a TV show. It could be a movie. It could be a foundation. You never know. But you know that I have a goal for who I want to work with or what that might look like you know vaguely and so having having that in mind is going to help you give your content some direction because then if you know that I in the future I want to start to work with women who have um Left domestic abuse situations, right? I know that I'm going to start to speak to those types of situations, maybe, or those type of people. So I'm going to speak a lot on um, being confident or how to start to make money from home. You know, things that you're thinking about. People in this position are going to need this information at some point because it's the people that I want to work with. Mm-hmm. And it, so it gives you a, di- a, a an audience, yeah. basically, a direction. So I think that when you start there, some of the things will start to unfold on their own and the opportunities will come, but you'll start speaking the language of your people. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that is why you got to know that vision and then you also got to know what you stand for because people are going to be drawn to your values, who yeah. you are, your convictions. And so... Once you start there, you really are in a good position to just grow. But a lot of times if people are confused, it's because they just don't have a vision. They don't know why they're doing it now. They know. I I felt it. I'm starting it, but now I don't know where to take this vehicle. So that's that's what I would tell them.
0: That's a great answer. Hey, it's Lloyd, and I got to pay some bills, so we'll be right back. Listening to podcasts is one of the best ways to become a better podcaster yourself. If you're looking for recommendations, listen to feedback with earbuds. It comes from podcast industry enthusiast Ariel Nissenblad and features five podcast episodes each week that you should check out. You'll also get podcast industry news and some bonus exclusive content from creators around the podcast world. You can find and listen to feedback with earbuds wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more information on this initiative, go to earbuds.audio. That's E-A-R-B-U-D-S dot audio. Hey, I'm not sure if you know this, but my wife and I run a company called Podmin, where we manage your podcasts for you. This is great for people that need admin support for their podcast, which is why we called it Podmin. <laughs> get it? Yeah, yeah, you get it. Anyway, if you need help managing your podcast, you can go to thepodmin.com. That's T-H-E-P-O-D-M-I-N.com. Hey, thanks for listening. I just want to let you know I really appreciate your support. Let's get back into it. Um, I felt like when I first started creating content, maybe um, a a year, whenever it was, a year ago, I felt like my goal initially was like, I just want to do this so that I can be consistent. That is like all I want. I just want to create, put out creative work. And then I got to a point where I realized like, oh my gosh, like, I think I could actually like help people with this. Like it Mm -hmm. it could not just be for me and people are like messaging me. It could be impactful to other people. Um, And I kept doing it for a few months after that. And then I kind of hit this phase where I was like, I think there's a world where I could actually like get paid to do this. Like this could actually like make some sort of money. And so this idea of what success looks like for me has kind of changed and evolved. And I'm sure it'll continue to do that in the future. But um, how do you recommend creators think about success? And how do you recommend they find their North Star?
1: Oh, this is going to be this is a challenging one for me because my my idea of success always comes from God like that's Mm -hmm. just that's just how I define it and so when I think about what's successful I think about am I am I following the direction that he gave me I know that I started this business because he gave me this business idea he gave me this vision so am I following the steps that he put in front of me to follow you know to get to the places that he told me that I would be yeah and so that is how I define it uh the challenge that I find, though, is that there are some people who may not have the same faith as me mm-hmm. or who don't believe the same as me. And so with that, um, you have to think about, Am I, is this go, is this taking me in the direction that I believe that is going to get me to where I'm going and having certain steps in place that are almost like parameters. So let me try to make this make sense. Um appreciating the smaller things mm. and being content with the, the process. Yeah. I think because when it comes to our idea of success, especially when it starts to get to a point where we're comparing ourselves to other people, it's because we see like where they are and we think, Oh man, I need that. I want that. I got to yeah. have that. And then we look at where we are in comparison and, and we're like, this is, you know, ghetto. I don't like it here. <laughs> and so it, it's easy for us to miss The things that are good and that are working and so having those little steps if you don't have that type of if you don't have the same faith then having those steps where I'm like okay well my goal I'm building a community and I'm building a discord let's use discord for example and I know that I want to grow my community to a hundred members but I posted this video and I got one success you you've done something you've put it out there you stuck to what you said you're going to do and so you're making that progress and so looking at it in terms of just being committed to what you said you're going to do yeah I guess that's the best way to sum it up and just being consistent and having that determination that like even if it doesn't look like what I want it to be at this very moment I know that I'm making steps and I'm progressing so really practicing that that attitude of I'm just content yeah. because I I'm making steps towards my bigger goals
0: yeah I love that and do you feel like doing that like being content to be having a perspective where you are not always just focusing on like where you want to go but really being present with the things that are happening now do you feel like that's either something people have or they don't have or maybe they choose to accept it or they choose not to or that that's something people something like people can grow in
1: Oh, absolutely. People can definitely grow in it because I'm not good at it all the time. I am i was listening to an episode and you were talking about like basically like hating the other creators at times. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's so relatable because I am like that person. I I will, even like the TV interview I did, mm. you would have thought I never did that interview because the very next day it's like, all right, well, what now? Yeah. And, oh, my goodness. My life. I'm not here. I'm not there. And it's because I'm, I am can tend to be a very like forward thinking person. Like, OK, what's next? What's yeah. next? What's next? And so I even for me, I have to practice mm. and put into place like, okay, Jada, reel it back in. Yeah, You were on a TV show. Like that happened still, like right. in real life. And it hasn't even aired yet. So yeah. it's like really like, you know, where's your head at? And so, uh, it's um uh, it's definitely something that is it's a discipline yeah. so it's not something that i don't think any of us are necessarily the best at yeah. uh it's just something that we have to choose to practice so yeah. that we can build it into our lives and it becomes more of a second nature for us yeah. because we make it a a discipline to do it but anybody can do it yeah. just just like any exercise sport you know you may not be the best but you have it in place and it's a habit so yeah. yeah oh my
0: gosh i resonate with that so much my wife is always saying that to me it's like just embrace <laughs> it like enjoy the moment yeah but like, like,
1: well, what's next right
0: do that next year <laughs> no, no i i totally totally get you i i see this thing happening right where i see creators start and they love creating content they get going they're enjoying it it's all the things they wanted and more but then like they realize like i actually have to do this a long time it to really like work yes. and there's almost like this like creative fatigue that happens where it's like like when when you think about all the things you really have to do to grow as a creator sometimes i see like when i like started getting popular on tiktok what was really popular was like trending sounds and so there were people making videos like hey this sound is trending use this sound hey, hey do this hey yes. do this hey hashtags and it's just a lot of stuff and if you are doing all of that It can get very, very overwhelming. Yes. What are some of the ways, some of the things you've done just to sort of like endure the longevity of like this journey that we're on as creators? Mm,
1: Well, man, that's a good question. So the first thing that came to mind when you were talking about that, because I... The trend alert people, they just make me tired (laughs) and I I love them. I love what they're trying to do, but it's just the, the, it's too, it's too much to try to keep up with all of that. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I've had to do is just focus on creating content that is going to stand the test of time. So, you know, you'll hear people talk about evergreen content. And the thing about that is that I don't think that sometimes people necessarily know what that means, Mm -hmm. But it is really just the things that are fundamental. Like yeah. I'm, a, I'm at, at my heart, like I'm a fundamentalist. Like if it's, I know that I'm going to talk about marketing and branding because marketing and branding is going to always be relevant. Now, the way that it is presented or done, it may be a little different, but. I just know that these are things that are going to always be relevant as opposed to always talking about what's new in the news or what what's just popping up or what song gets popular in the moment. I tend to try to steer away from that because I know that I want my content to circulate yeah. for a long time. And another thing with that is that I am a really big proponent of using your voice. Mm. I learned that when I was talking about YouTube and how I was afraid to talk and use my voice. I feel like even in that time, I was learning it then. Like, my voice is valuable. What I have to say is valuable. And it's even telling my story, like being vulnerable, being transparent about where I am, as opposed to talking about some celebrity's life or somebody else's life. Why don't I bring in what I'm going through, how I'm navigating this space that I'm in at the moment? And so when I I present myself that way, it's like I'm going to always have content. I'm going to always have something to talk about. Because I, I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable and to be transparent with yeah. people and make myself, like, censor, it, censor myself yeah. in a way to and uh, encourage other people yeah. wherever they are. Because I know that if I tell my story, if I'm going through something, there's at least one person that's going yeah. through what I'm going through. So it's going to be helpful. So mm. that's what I would say to a lot of people is, like, it's, use your voice more, yeah. tell your story, and... When you have, when you do that, as long as you're alive, you're going to have a story to tell. You're going yeah. to have something to talk about and just be more confident with using your voice and speaking um, to help you really get your point across and to resonate and connect with people. And so that's the best thing. Um, outside of that, there's like a whole bunch of other things you can do. You know, yeah. Social media hygiene and all of that. That's definitely a big factor, too. But I've just found that as if I'm aware of where I am at this point in my life, being very present and um, self-aware has gotten me a long way when wow. it comes to content creation.
0: That's amazing. Um, it's like you, it's you, like you are the content. It's, yeah. you, it's you, it's your life. Totally. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, I've been talking to people that wanna start a podcast um, and I always ask them this question and I'm like, hey, like, just like go with me here and you can only answer this question with a word. And so I'll ask them like, hey, you've been podcasting for two years you have, let's just say, 10,000 downloads, but you've made zero money. How do you feel? And you can only use a word. And they kind of like dodge around it a bit. They kind of don't want to say like how they feel. But when I really like iron down, like when we lower it to the least common denominator, I realize they're just trying to get to the bag. They want the money. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, too. And so I want to ask you specifically for people that are getting into like the creator economy, they're starting TikToks, Instagram, um, they want to make money, but not everybody can do that via brands because we all can't build large followings. Mm -hmm. How do you recommend that creators think about money and making money as creators?
1: Oh, I'm a huge proponent of youth operating as a business. And I've been Mm -hmm. like that for as long as I can remember. Because as long as you have a business, you have a product, you have a service of some sort, you are going to always have a product to promote. You're going to always have a brand. Um, or You're going to have, to have brand collaboration or sponsorship, to yeah. say, because you are directing your audience and your people to what it is that you're building. Yeah. And so I would always encourage people to, you know, the brand deals are great and they are a very smart way to bring in other income. But especially if you're someone who's following is not like in the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions, things like that you should be considering yourself as a business. Even Mm. if you say I'm an influencer, you are a business. That's a business. So what do you offer people? Is it guides? Is it um, eBooks? Is it a course? Is it something, you know, something, a community space that is, you know, you have to pay access to get to it, whatever it is that you can do to create a space for yourself Mm. where you don't have to rely on another brand to bring that income in. That's where you should start. So anybody who works with me, I'm asking you what's your business. Yeah. I don't I'm not asking you what brand you want to collaborate collaborate with or you know, how to pitch to people. How do you present yourself and your business in front of people? How can you start to generate that income so that if it's a slow month, you know I still have this business going. So yeah. that's that's the that's the bag really. And anybody who's that I know personally, that's been really successful with content creation, they have a business. Like this this is cool, but I got a business. And this is where most of my income is coming from.
0: Do you think it's possible for people to have or create their business if they are, do you think people should start first with sort of like the brand strategy of who they are as a creator and the intentionality behind that? Or is it possible just to like, yo, figure out what your skills and your talents are create your content and start making money that way.
1: So you're saying like creating the content before you actually understand like your brand and you yeah, know what like you are
0: positioning yourself. So I think for me, I, I feel like I sort of took like the long way, for example, because I started creating content about podcasting and off the rip, I feel like I already have people saying, like, hey, like, do you do you do this? Do you like edit podcasts? Do you mm-hmm. manage podcasts? And I kinda would just be like, No, no, I don't, no, like this is like my brand. I don't want to like ruin that. Um, I don't wanna be like perceived with like this salesy course guy. And when it, you know, like a year later, I'm now realizing like, this is what I love to do. It just so happens that I also get to like make money from it. But I think I've put a lot of like thought and intentionality behind my brand, who I am, the, the strategy, I'm very intentional about it. And now it just makes sense that like, I should start this business. But I feel like a lot of people don't have that yet. They're only creating content online. And so I think they're wondering like, should I just be figuring out how I can make money by any means necessary? Or should I be putting some of that intentionality and thought and thinking like, how do I go about doing that?
1: Gotcha. So, um, I I w- would I would suggest that people start with the brand with the yeah. with the strategy and to the to the. Um, Level that you can invest in mm. So even if it's say you follow Someone who maybe gives away like a lot of Information for free or they have Something that's maybe like a lower tier Offer so you know something like you know 20, $20 30 dollars something like that but Something just to get you started Yeah, The the brand it just makes it So much more it gives you A, a foundation mm. like And I told you I'm a foundational person so it's like I'm always like what do I need to have Give me like a really good solid start Yeah, And then go from there but uh, there are a lot of people who have just started and if you did just start you're not in a bad place Mm -hmm. but I would suggest that you kind of like you know redirect your energy into understanding well what do I why do I want to do this what does this look like because it will help you to develop products a lot of times it does sometimes it doesn't sometimes people just kind of like you know just do things and then it rounds around and they figure it out later but I've just found that it gives you a lot more clarity when you start with the brand and then go from there because you can you can maybe even cut down on the time that it takes because I took the long way too, Lloyd, and it took me like solid, like three years. And I was still like lost. I was like, yeah. oh no, what did I do? Like I got myself into something I don't actually enjoy doing. So it uh the branding part, the strategy has helped me to give it some clarity and to move at a pace that is a little bit faster.
0: Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. As always, you can learn more about everything we're working on at bigcreator.energy. You can also learn more about our sponsor and our guests and our show notes. As always, if you need help with podcast management, that is something me and my wife do. We have a company called Podman. You can also learn more about that at bigcreator.energy. Until next time.